Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap this morning. It is good to be in God's house on Labor Day weekend. Come on, you should give yourselves a hand clap. It's raining outside. It's Labor Day weekend. You are coming to God's house, and you are going to be blessed today. Amen? And uh, it's going to be good. I'm uh, Pastor Patrick Donahue, along with my lovely wife, Tiffany. We are the campus pastors here at this location of his church. We have other locations as well, and at each campus today, all of all the local campus pastors are preaching and teaching and bringing the word, and so I'm so thankful and honored that you are here at this campus to be encouraged today. Uh, our senior uh, and our founding pastor, Pastor Brian Gibson, he'll be here next Sunday. They're bringing the word uh, to a church in uh, Chicago. They were uh, preaching last night and again this morning to the Chicago area. Let's give our pastors a hand clap. Amen. Love our pastors. And uh, excited to see them and be with them and hear from them this, this coming week. And uh, so make sure you're here next week. But uh, I'm so glad that you're here today. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to pray and uh, just ask God to bless this service And as we are encouraged today. Pray with me. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house on a lovely day, on a lovely weekend. And it's an opportunity to draw closer to you as we've already entered into worship uh, we know that you're here because you inhabit the praises of your people. So we know that your presence is here, your spirit is here. And so now that you're here, this place is different. You're, this, this is a different time and a different space and a place. that A holiness is here, where, where, and now we're here in the, in the presence of your holiness. So I thank you that that holiness, it gets in us, it gets on us, it gets all around us, Father. And not one person, man, woman, or child, would, would leave here the same. I thank you we all experience a fresh touch from heaven today, uh, a, a download from the Holy Spirit, an encouragement on what we should do, what we shouldn't do, things we should say and shouldn't say, places we should go and shouldn't go. I thank you, Lord, you are leading us, guiding us, and helping us. These your people, Father, bless them, lead and guide them. And, Lord, we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. And amen and amen. Well, today is a good day. Just make that confession. Say, today is a good day. Right? Put some emphasis on it. Today is a good day because it is today. I can't do anything about any other space and time. I can look at yesterday, and I can look at things I wish have maybe could have said differently, handled differently. I could look at some football scores and, and kind of wish that I could go back and change those scores there's nothing really in yesterday that I can do. Nothing in the past I can affect. It's already happened. It's in the past. I can look to tomorrow. <clears throat> I can make plans. I can, have, I can put things in place. I can have ideas of what is to come to, to tomorrow. But you know what the Bible says about tomorrow? The Bible says tomorrow is actually promised to no one. Not, not one person is it promised to. So I really, I can make plans for tomorrow, but it's not promised to me. I really can't make or affect anything or change anything that happened yesterday or in the past. So really today is the day that I can make a difference. Right here 
and right now. And so today, I, I choose to declare, is a good day. The Bible says we can declare that as Christians. We, we encourage people with this all the time, that uh, the Bible talks about uh, happy is he whose God is the Lord. So if you're a Christian, if you're in Christ, every single day you wake up, you can declare it a good day, a day to be joyful, a day to be excited, a day to be happy, because you're in Christ. And so today, with that knowledge, come on, we can, we can make a difference today. And uh, you, you can look at today as you look at the world around us today, and you can, and you can think very, very differing uh, thoughts. You could go to one extreme and you could see the political landscape. You could see things happening around the world, world conflicts, Afghanistan. You could see things happening about COVID. You could think, see and hear all, about all kinds of things. And think about those things and think, man, this is rough. This is tough. This is, is this, could it get any worse? It, 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 this might be as bad as it gets. This might be the worst time. You could swing on the other end of that pendulum and you could go and say, well, look at all these, look at all these technological advancements, these medical marvels, all of these things that we've accomplished as a society. So many, in so many different aspects, we could look at it and say, man, this is the best time. This is the best it could be right now, right here. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're on one end of the spectrum of the other. Maybe, maybe, maybe it varies. Maybe you're somewhere in the middle. But however, however you feel about that, whatever your viewpoint is, you're still here today. Not a hundred years ago, not a hundred years from now, you were created today. You were created in God's image for today. You were blessed for today. You were anointed today. Bible even says before you were even in your mother's womb, God knew you. He knew you by name. He declared over you that you'd be a prophet. He spoke promises over you. He declared things over you for today. And so it's today that we can make a difference. And in that framework, in that frame of mind, I want to encourage you on how we can make a difference today. And, uh, and, and really, I want to frame it through the scripture and the story, a, a story that I'm sure that you know out of the book of Esther, for you were called for such a time as this. Surely you remember that, that, that phrase, that story. And so we'll talk about Esther. And now Esther, here at this point, I'll, I'll just read out of Esther chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. Esther chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. And at this point in the story... Basically, it's this. Esther is queen and, and married to the king. The king has just issued a decree where he's going to kill every Jew in the land. He does not know that his queen, Esther, is actually a Jew. Now, this scripture, the portion of scripture that we're going to be reading, uh, uh, Esther, the Jew, is communicating with her cousin, Mordecai, also a Jew. Mordecai knows the decree that the, that the king has made to, to kill and eliminate all of the Jews. And Mordecai is imploring his cousin Esther to consider using her position of authority to try to make a difference, try to change the king's mind, to try to ch change the king's heart to save his people. Uh, but but Esther knows that she would be in great peril were she to step out and to do such a thing. And so this is her talking to Mordecai and then Mordecai kind of replying back to her through some messages. Esther chapter 4, verses 11 through 14 says this, All the king's servants, this is Esther talking to Mordecai, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is, not, there is but one law to be put to death except the one to whom the king holds uh, out of the golden scepter so that he may live. 
So Esther's basically just laying out the groundwork. Hey, look, I know you want me to go do this thing. I know you want me to try to step up and help and, and make a difference and save people. But if I do that, it is written in the law, the king's going to put me to death by going into his presence and going into his chamber without being called. It's a death sentence for her. So that's weighing on her. That's weighing on her mind as to whether she should act, whether, whether she shouldn't act, what should she do. So she sends that to Mordecai. Mordecai, Mordecai replies, uh, or, and she continues on, I should say, but as for me, I have not been called to come into the king these 30 days. And then they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai replied back to her, do not think to yourself that, the, that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. Mordecai is in, just trying to just freshen her up to the idea, hey, look, just because you're in the king's court, just because you have that position of authority and influence, it will not save you. If you don't act, you are as in much trouble as the rest of the Jews. And um, your inactivity is basically going to be their, other people's demise as well as your own. And, that, you know, and that's what I really love about um, our pastors, Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse, they are always one of the first people when they see an injustice to, to speak up about it, to call it out, to call a spade a spade, to run to people's aid and to help where there's a help, uh, where, there, where there's a need for that. And um, because one of the things he, he's, he's taught on many times here, he's definitely taught me, is that silence is agreement. You can see an awful thing happening. You can hear about an awful thing happening. You can, you can be in the presence of something awful happening. But if you just sit back and watch that awful thing happen, just sit back and are completely inactive and just let that thing be, you know what you just did with that evil thing that just happened in your presence? You agreed with it. Because silence is agreement. Passivity is agreement. And, and not doing anything about it, it basically just says, hey, you know what? I think that's okay to do it. And so they're people of action. Mordecai is trying to encourage Esther, hey, you need to be a person of action right here and right now. And so do not think to yourself that being in, that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all of the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will rise from the, for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. He's, he's saying to her, look, listen, look, look at the divine providence. Look, look at the way that you became queen. You came into power. You've got influence. You've got the king's ear. You have the ability. You're perfectly set up to save these people, to help these people, to help the world around you. Why would you not act right now? Maybe you were called and all of these things were into place. Maybe you were gifted. Maybe you were blessed. Maybe you had this position of favor for this very moment. And that's, and that's the exact thing I would encourage you with. Don't worry about what you see on TV. Don't worry about what it could have been like 100 years ago or what it might be like 100 years from now. Just know that right now, today, you were created for such a time as this. You are perfectly anointed and gifted and created and have the exact favor that you need and are in the exact place that you need to be to do everything that God's called you to do in this time and this moment. You don't have to worry about what might come tomorrow or what happened yesterday, but know that today you were called for such a time as this. There is a hurt and a dying world out there. The Jews needed deliverance. 
Mordecai saw the problem. This is a problem that's going to affect all of us. He's trying to implore Esther to make a difference. There's a hurt in a dying world around us right now, here in Kentucky, in the United States, all around the earth. People are waiting on your obedience to operate in that authority, operate in your giftings, so, and to operate knowing that you were called to make a difference during this time right here and right now. So knowing that we were called to make a difference right here and right now, I want to encourage you with three things that I want you to be mindful of now that we know that we can make a difference and we were called for such a time is this first thing uh, to be mindful of is, is your mindset. Your mindset, it matters. Your mindset, it matters. I'll read out of Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Your mindset, it matters. Genesis 3, 1, 6, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. Interesting, the serpent, the serpent shows up right here. Right at the end of chapter 2 in Genesis, if you look at that, um, you've got Adam, and he's given, there he's given Eve. He gets increase. He gets a helpmate. He gets a wife. He gets someone to live with and to experience life with. An, an immense blessing right there to Adam immediately, that happens right at the end of chapter 2, immediately the first thing in chapter 3, the serpent shows up. Because the devil does not play fair. The devil does not care that you got, just got blessed. The devil does not care that you just got your breakthrough, just got your miracle. It's actually probably an opportune time for him to try to slither in and try to steal your joy, steal your gift, steal your blessing. And uh, just just so we can be wise as serpents and harmless as doves as God's people. Now the servant, he shows up. He was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? It's interesting because now the, ser the servant shows up and begins asking questions, begins slanting the idea and slanting the instruction of God. Uh, did, did God actually say that? Is that, what he, is that what he really said? It's interesting about Adam. Think, consider Adam and Eve's mindset. Up until this point, they had not even considered disobedience. They had not, it, not, it, it, it had not entered their mind to not obey what God had told them to do. But the serpent shows up. Did God actually say that? Is that what he really said? And the woman said to the serpent, this is what God said. We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So she's repeating what God had told her, but the serpent doesn't say, just leave it at that. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. That can't be true. That, that's not right. For God knows that when you eat, eat, it, eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was a delight to her eyes, now she's looking at that tree. She's looking at the fruit a little bit differently. Now she's gazing at it. Now she's thinking about it. Now she had never thought about it before, but now she's actually desiring it. You know what? I think, yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think I do want that. I think I need that. I think we need that. And so she saw it. She, it was a delight in her eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of its fruit and she ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he also ate. 
Again, up until that point, they had not even considered disobedience. They had not considered anything but the instruction and, and, and being in the presence of God. And now for the first time, because they gave their mindset, their thought life, they gave attention and a place and a space to consider other things. Hey, I'm going to dwell on these other things. And I'm going to dwell, well, you know what? I know God says I shouldn't have that. I know he told me directly. It wasn't like, it wasn't like they got instruction from uh, someone else. They got direction straight from God. Don't eat this, you'll die. And, and then they started to look at it after just a little conversation, after a little bit of a mindset, after a little bit of a space and a place given to something other than God. And all of a sudden, in the presence of God and in a paradise in, 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 in Eden, they begin to look, look at it slanted. They begin to look at it differently. It begins jaded. And now the purpose in their heart is to not do the will of God all of a sudden, but to now do their own will, to now act on their own desires, to now pursue what they, what they deem right. And so how quickly our mindsets can take us off and astray from God. And so to be the effective people that we were called to be for such a time as this, to make a difference right here and right now, to use the giftings and the blessings that we have, we have to watch our mindset. We have to watch what we give our minds to. It's okay to watch the news. I wouldn't watch just the news. It's okay to be involved in other things in life, but making sure that those things are not your number one priority, they're not your idol, we cast down all other idols and we give our things and we give those things in those places and those spaces and our mindset to God and godly and, and, and godly things. That's why we give a, a place and a space to pray, to stay rooted in God's word and stay in constant communication with him. We pray obviously during the services, but we give you an opportunity for corporate prayer every single day, every, every work day. From at 6.30, Monday through Friday, uh, on our Facebook page. You can join with us. Maybe you already have a private prayer time. That's fantastic. If you don't, this is a great way to start, uh, help develop a private prayer time. So you're keeping your mindset on the things of God, on the will of God, on the word of God, because your mindset, it absolutely matters. You know what else matters? Your actions, they matter. Your actions, they matter. In 1 Kings... Chapter 18, I'll read this story about Elijah. This is 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 10 through 17. See, our mindset, it, it matters, but our actions, they also matter. Because we're not, we're not just meant to be hearers of the word. Our mindset matters because we want to know what God's will is. We want to know what the instruction of God is for our life. What, what should we do? But the Bible talks about that we shouldn't just be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. So it's not enough just to know and have a right mindset and know what I should do. It's easy to know what I should do in some respects, but then now to actually go and do the thing I know I should do, this is the follow through with, with that mindset is your actions, they matter. First Kings chapter 18 verses 10 through 17, this is Elijah. Uh, and so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat that we may eat it and die. So basically, this, this lady is here 
she's basically preparing her final meal. She, she doesn't have anything left. She's, she's at her wit's end. She's, she feels like she's destitute, no other options, just enough to make a final meal so she can eat it and she'll die and her son will die with her. It's interesting, too, that, that uh, Elijah calls out what's, what could be but what's not there. He says, and bring me some bread. And, but there, she didn't have bread. She didn't have anything. She, she didn't have it. She said, I've got the stuff to make it. I don't have the bread. You know, God's kind of like that, too. He, a lot of times he'll call you out, call us out, call us to things because he sees those things. Maybe they're not there. Maybe we don't see it, but he sees what's, he sees what's possible. And, and that's exactly what Elijah, he saw what was possible there in that moment. He said, bring, bring me some of that bread. And she said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have it. I do have a little bit to make, but I, this is all I can make. And after I make it, I'll, I'll eat it. And I, I just had planned on dying. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. Imagine, too, being in the mind space of this woman. She's in such a mental place where she's like, hey, this is it. This is it. This is, all, this is the end of my life, the end of my family. This is all I have left. And right as she's about to enter into this process, someone comes and is now asking of her, hey, can you give me something? And she's probably like, I'm just trying to think in the natural what it would feel like. She's probably like, you know, what, you know, you know, what, what else do I have to give? I don't have anything to give. I can't believe... At this moment in life, someone's asking me for something. Watch how she responds. And, and, uh, but first, make me a little cake and, and, and bring something for yourself and your son, says Elijah. And for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went... What was her action? Did she respond? Was she selfish? Did she just stick with her own idea on what should happen? She went and she did as Elijah said, and as she and he and her household ate for many days. A minute ago, she had enough for one meal and she was going to die. Her, her and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour, it was not spent. Neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke to Elijah. If you read on in that same book in, in 1 Kings, you'd see later on that that boy gets sick later on and he dies. Elijah goes, prays for the boy, brings, brings him before God, prays over him, and he, and he raises him from the dead, delivers him, delivers him back to life. And that woman's action, it blessed her. She was nourished with that food, an overabundance of, flu, of food. It was a fishes and loaves miracle that happened right there in her midst. The jars, the, the oil, the flour, they, they remained full. They remained, they remained full of their contents. She was blessed, overflowing. She blessed the man of God, and she blessed those, uh, the one that, that she was, was called to bless, she, call, she was called for such a time as this to bless the prophet. But also the people around her were blessed. Her son was blessed. Her son was fed. Her son was risen to life. Your actions, they matter. Your actions bless you. Your actions bless those close to you. Those, your actions blesses the world around you. And uh, the, the same could be said of the opposite side of that. Your inaction, it could it could keep away the blessing from you. Your inaction could keep away the blessing of those around you and the world around you. But I choose to be a person of action. I encourage you 
Be a person for such a time as this. Be a person of action. And let's, let's be faithful to do what we have uh, to do uh, and, and be faithful with what we have, even if we consider it small. That, that lady, I, I'm sure she said, well, what good is this? This is all I have. And at my estimation, if this is all I have, I should just die because there's nothing else worth going on for. That was her estimation. That was her assessment of, of, of her circumstance. But, but God said, no, if you'll be faithful to do with that just little thing that you feel like is little, don't worry about what you feel like it is. Don't consider all, just how you assess the situation. If you'll just be faithful to what I have called you to do and be who I have called you to be, I can, I can bless you and bless you in a way that you couldn't even comprehend. I can, I can make things happen. I can make miracles happen in your midst. I can raise the, uh, your loved ones from the dead. I can bring blessing upon your house, even though you thought it was a cursed situation, and it's because your actions, they matter. So knowing that we can make a difference right now, we know that our mindsets matter, we know that our actions matter. We don't, it's not enough just to know what to do, now we have to do it. Third and final thing I'll encourage you with is that your gift, it matters. Your gift matters. Consider the three wise men. You think about the three wise men in any uh, Christmas play, any Christmas story. Uh, you see kids go up and they get their parts for the Christmas, uh, that Christmas play. You know the main parts. Everybody wants one of the main parts when you're one of the kids. You want to be, you want to be baby Jesus. You want to be Joseph. You want to be Mary. Or you want to be one of those three wise men, right? You, you want to be one of the three wise men because they were, uh, they were some of the most notable characters uh, a lot uh, in, uh, in, those, in those stories that you see. And you know the, you know the gifts that they gave. You know they gave uh, gold, they gave uh, frankincense, my kid would call it Frankenstein, uh, and myrrh. Gold, Frankenstein, and myrrh, that's what they would say. Uh, but you know what they brought. You know what you don't know about those three wise men? You don't even know their name. You don't know any, really much anything else about them. You know what you do remember about them? You know what all of history will remember about them. You know what God said is worthy of note about these three men was their gift. It's the most notable thing about them. Their, their, their gift, your gift, it matters. Matthew 2, 7 through 10, it says, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And they sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose uh, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Then they saw the star. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him. He, he Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And they truly were wise men. They, they were wise enough to recognize there was a king born. They were wise enough to bring a gift and honor the king with a gift. And they were wise enough to pay heed to the instruction uh, that was given to them in that uh, in that vision, in that dream, to not return to Herod, for it was a trap. And, um, and so they truly were wise men. But again, the only thing we know about those wise men, the most notable thing we really know and, and, will, and will always know and that we'll only know about them is their gift. Your gift matters. 
Much like, much like the woman we talked about in the story of Elijah in 1 Kings, you might look at what you could offer, the difference that you can make. You might think, well, I don't know if this is going to make much of a difference. I don't know if I sow this seed, what in the world could it do? I, I look at it, and this is what I see. But your legacy could, could hinge on your obedience to give that gift. Now, when I talk about gifts, it could be financial, but we talk about giving gifts here a lot. We talk about the three T's, giving of your, your, your time, your talent, your treasure. If you'll, if you'll give and be a, a generous person in all aspects of life, again, not just money, but if you'll be a generous person, your gift could be the thing that leaves the legacy that God intended you to leave on this earth. It could be the thing that generations from now, your great, great, great grandkids will talk about. Oh, I remember Michael. Michael was a generous person. Michael brought people to the kingdom. Michael was a person of prayer. Pastor Rand brought the gospel around the globe. Trisha used her, 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 her gifting of, of song to bless people and, and to sing skillfully before the Lord. What would your legacy be? Will it be memorable? Would it be worth, worth remembering? Would it be something like the wise men? Would it be worth telling other people about? Because, come on, your gift, it absolutely matters. Your mindset matters. Your actions matter. Your gift, it matters. And, and it all matters because you were called for such a time as this. So you matter. Your giftings matter. What you do with those giftings, they absolutely matter. And again, there's, there's a hurt in a dying world that needs you to be obedient, that needs you to be mindful of where, where you give your thoughts to, of what you choose to do and not do, and what you choose to sow and not sow. There's a world waiting on your obedience, waiting not just, I'm not speaking just to you, to me too. There's a world waiting on our obedience so come on, let's be like Esther. Let's be a person of action. Let's be a, a, a people that say, you know what? I'm going to be called and used for such a time as this to help deliver God's glory to the world around us. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. You can stand to your feet. I'm going to pray over you and bless you as we end the service. Father God, I thank you now for each of these, your people. I thank you just like Esther. We were called for such a time as this. We weren't called 100 years ago, not 100 years from now, but right now, 2021, we were perfectly skilled and abled and have the wisdom and have the giftings and have the anointing and have the blessing and have the how-to and have the know-how to go and do and be everything that you've called us to be and do and, and places to go. I thank you, Lord, that, that we, we accomplish all of it for your glory. I thank you, Lord, we don't put our confidence in any other thing but you. We, we're not fearful. We don't draw back. We step up. I, I thank you. Just as Esther, she had the opportunity to withdraw because be, being fearful of the, the, the circumstances around her. I thank you, Lord. We don't consider any circumstances other than what you say. What you say is what we say. What you say to us to do is what we do. Where you tell us to go, that's where we go. Now, thank you, Lord, that we would consider only you. And I thank you, Father, that as we navigate, as we navigate uh, this life that you've called us to make an impact in, you would give us your great wisdom as to how and go and be these things, Father, for you.
for the people around us, for the people that need us, and to help build the kingdom, to help bring, bring blessings to people, to help be a blessing to the world around us, to help, to help call down heaven and be an, an expression of heaven here on this earth, Father God. So I speak blessing over these, your people. I say they are anointed. They are called. They, they are overflowing with joy at the opportunity to make a difference today. Every single day when we're given that opportunity with breath in our lungs, that we would use our resources. We would use every opportunity we have to draw attention to you because it's all about you, Father. And may you get all of the attention, all of the praise, and all of the glory. And Father, we thank you for these things in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Come on, in the church said, amen, amen, amen. You can give one more hand clap, amen.